Hey everyone, we are live and I'm just waiting for Mel to come in before we start the final of the Back to Your Future interviews and we're going to call it a fireside chat because interviews sounds very formal and it's far from formal. We're just going to make sure that it is a general chit chat and we're going to learn all about Mel and where he's come from, where he's now with his online businesses and then look each year for the next five years to see where he's going to and where he wants to get to and see if the two match, see if he achieves all his goals and dreams. So thanks for checking in. If you're watching the replay, drop me a hashtag replay and ask some questions. And if we don't get to them on the live, then we can answer them offline separately. But I'll just wait a couple of more minutes for Mel to dive in and then we'll jump into the interview. So Mel, if you are there, drop me a quick message. Let me see where he is. Here we go. Hey, 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 anybody there? Mel, where are you? Come and dive in, my man. I need you on this call to make it a really top notch interview <laughs> otherwise it'll just be me waffling on let me see if you've messaged hey mel where are you we are in and live the link should be working for you so there we go. And I'd love to know, guys, I've put some questions out there and I'd love to know which are your favorite platforms, how are you getting on with them and your traffic strategies, etc. And then I can put out some more incredible content to let you know what I'm up to with everything. So let me know what you're doing with Facebook, with YouTube, with Instagram, with Twitter, all of them. And then I'm going to just focus on Facebook for now, but I've got experience with YouTube and um, Instagram as well. And so I can I can give some hints and tips there. But I've got other people in the group that are way better on some of the other platforms than me. So I'll leave it to them to uh, agree on um, what what is working for them on their social media. So we've got somebody watching. Let me know who it is and then I can uh, hopefully. Uh, answer questions for you at the same time. Two people on. Hey, welcome. Drop me a message to let me know who it is so I can then answer. And I'm looking for, where is it? I can't find my live. <laughs> it's not telling me on my Facebook feed. Where am I? Hey, everyone. There is a guest waiting and it is Melvin. Teacher me. Right, Mel, here you go. Hello, hello. <laughs> Here we are. You all right, my man? Uh, you go. I know you had a beep morning. Uh, that was quite funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just mention that for the viewers because I think that's a hilarious story. And uh, yeah, Mel and I were meant to do this a couple of hours ago. And um, I yeah. got up and every now and then my dog has an accident. He's got a really sensitive tummy. So I walked down to a really, really horrible smell and a big pile in the corner. And um, had to clean that up. So apologies, Mel, for messing you around with that. But like That's you said, right. shit happens. Shit happens. It happens. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, so um, yeah, thank you for agreeing to this. And obviously, right. we've been trying to set it up for a while. You've been poorly, yeah. and uh, you know, you've been hit with yeah. various things going on, and life gets in the yeah. way sometimes. But that's not it. Does so thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, that's all right. So a little bit about you. I, I I don't know too much apart from what we've talked about in Messenger and what I've seen online. But um, mm. you've got an amazing backstory, and I'd like you to go into that uh, in a few minutes. But you now live in Myanmar, which people know as. Mm. In the old yep. days. And got, right. some of the pictures I'm seeing, I'm like, I need to visit. I need to get out. Yeah. There. I need it. it looks like paradise. It's just, yeah. and, you know, we get caught up in the Western world in our countries. Mm -hmm. And you just think there's a whole big, wide world out yeah. there. And you seem to have it all sorted now. So, but yeah. tell me the backstory of how you got, how you went from London teaching and then you went out there. You've got your own school now, I understand. And so mm -hmm. you're teaching. I mean, I put in the, um, the the show notes that, you know, you're teaching other people now. The teacher's teaching entrepreneurs. So tell yeah. me a bit about your backstory of how you got into the online entrepreneur space. Please. Okay, so I think my my I first started the online journey well over 10 years ago. This was back in the days when uh, I discovered Facebook. I think it was 2006. Wow. There was a lot of crap on the internet, and I, I just replied to this so-called millionaire it was a guy from the UK and he just basically joined making you know joint we joined this membership program at the time it was called success university and the owners were coming to London so I thought oh this is a great opportunity it was like 50 60 dollars a month membership but I didn't make a single penny because when I got involved with that I thought to myself I don't know how to sell I don't know how to recruit because you have to sponsor people and I learned then I, I, I suck at recruitment and sales because I'd never done sales until um, until uh, I, I then I, I gave up quit and then I went to my first network marketing event in 2006 late in, in March and there was a again this it was basically hotel meetings every Tuesday night and uh, again you have to sponsor recruit and I sucked at recruiting and I thought <laughs> I need to learn this skill and so uh, this guy, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, yes. he talks about entrepreneurs. This, that's one of his books. I've got the Rich Dad, Poor Dad on audio, and I used to listen to that a lot. And I realized I need to get into network marketing or get into having my own business. And so that's when the journey, that's when the thinking started. Back in 2006, 2007, I was given Jim Rowan as well as a CD. And, Amazing. And I realized, you know, profits are better than wages. I mean, I was in a job. I was getting a salary, but I wanted to be wealthy. I wanted to have, you know, the Porsche, the Lambos. The, I, you know, I, was a, I was a young lad. And I thought oh, yeah. I should be more. I don't just want to work just to pay the bills. So I think over 10 years ago, that's when my thinking began. I started make, getting better at sales, and that's when I changed my career. I went from being a, a finance uh, uh, controller, credit controller. I, I went into sales because there was a credit crunch, as you remember, in 2008. Yeah. Uh, there was a big credit crunch. And I was a finance manager uh, for the NHS at the time. And I was told my job's coming to an end. So the only jobs available during that time, uh, early 2009, were sales jobs. These were knocking on doors. You know, oh my God. Are, but I learned a lot because it was commission only. And that Robert Kiyosaki talks about how, and Jim Rohn talks about, if you want to get into entrepreneurship, you've got to do sales and you've got to learn to uh, base it on results. Your, your income is based on results. So I thought I need to go out there and start making sales. No sales, no money. So if you made no sales, you made no money. So there were quite a few days where 
I learned a lot the hard way getting on the train home from central London back home. And I thought, oh man, I made no money today. I've got to get better. So that's when I learned how to pitch. I learned how to close. I learned how to build rapport. These are the skills you learned in, in, in sales. So that was 2009. And then, um, and then I, then I got a job at the bank, one of the, you know, the local high street bank, um, the world's local bank. I can't say which one, but yes, you probably know which one. Exactly and then, one. and um, in 2016, I've now got a one-year-old son. He's about to be two. And the banks was talking about um, hopes, dreams, and ambitions. And so New Year's resolutions. And one of my dreams was, looking back, was I wanted to go abroad and teach English. I wanted wow. to go abroad and teach English. So that, that, that year, I got my banking qualification. I got my teaching qualification. And I said to my wife, all we're doing is paying the bills. We're working very hard. And 90%, because I was in the bank, I know what my incomes and outgoings were. I said, yeah. I've just done an income analysis. 90%, it was actually 89.9% of my income was already gone at the beginning of the month, just wow. to get by. And I said, and then we had like 11% left or 10%. And we had to survive by going to Audi every weekend. And I thought, I'm a banker. Yeah. I'm making good money. Why am I still struggling? I've got a nice car, I've got a nice apartment, but it's costing me. 90%. So I, I said to my wife, we need to get out of this rat race. Okay. So she said, right, we've got to go to Burma. So my wife is Myanmar. Right. And she said, right, I want to open a restaurant. I said, I want to open a school. And so that's what we did. We packed our stuff. We sold everything, car, property, everything, just put our stuff in a bag and shipped over all our stuff over here. And um, yeah, yeah, we just started a whole new life. Yeah. That, that was 2016. The year was 2016 um and as soon as i landed long story short within the first year we opened the restaurant the following year i opened my language school and then the following year I opened a preschool so we've got a restaurant uh pre uh, language school and a preschool and the, and the pre and the language school has many chains now across the country so that's that's what yeah Wow. So that's my yeah, story. I, I mean, I totally agree. That's that's an incredible story. And I totally agree. You know, I lived in London in my mid 20s and it's great while you're young and single. Yeah. But I couldn't live in a major capital city now because it's no. just too full on. I want to, you know, a lot of my posts I've been putting up recently are about smelling the roses and enjoying yeah. life at the same time. As, yeah. As, you know, working hard. I don't mind working hard. Yeah. But also want to play hard as well so no yeah. i love that and so when yeah. when did the um the online journey start as well then because obviously okay. you're uh, a marketer online now so yeah. when did that start 2016 okay okay so 2016 i had to learn how to get clients i was doing private clients now remember 2016 i'm now uh, a tourist for about a month and a half and then i got a full-time job as a teacher i went from teaching assistant to class teacher to head 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 teacher in a very short space of time. And I realized, oh, I know how to run a school now. These are the skills that um, is it Duncan Bannatyne talks about. Yes. As if you, if you want to go into an industry, just go into it with paid experience. I went in with the knowledge of how to run a school. And I said, right, said to my wife, right, we know how to run a school now. This is what we need to do. You just need a good size property, classroom sizes, and running it is quite straightforward. You just need an yeah. administrator and a manager. So yeah. this is what we did. So. Um, in 2016, I started going online looking for private clients because I, I used to teach on the weekends and I started doing posts in forums for free. And then I think the catalyst for that was next year, the following year, I realized my classes were always small and I thought I need right. to do some 
more marketing. That's when my, again, I rekindled my marketing skills. I thought, right, I need to go out there. So I learned how to do Facebook ads. We went from zero, five students to 150 students in a very short space of time. Jeez. Yeah, uh, I think it was, it was right. Like, like we, we, we managed to fill up the classes. Then we started to branch out. Then I started doing some uh, more Facebook. I did five dollars on an ad. I got like I filled up a classroom with Jeez, five dollars. That's incredible. That's, that's how niche it was. Like, um, and I just did some. I just did three or four different ads, five dollars each. Lots of impressions, all within a one mile, two mile radius. But we got local business, and we were the only one in the country in the in the area. And so, and I was, I was competing against the British Council. They were charging, let's say, five hundred dollars. I was only charging one hundred dollars. Wow, so of course. So I was like, I was like, you know, the the no frills and spills of, of language schools. I was just, just me in a classroom. You know, you, you get the same material, uh, the books and courses, you know, Cambridge and Oxford and all that. But um, I did the whole like blue ocean thing. You know, just strip it down. Me as a teacher, and then I started to, you know, outsource and get more teachers, and it just took off um Fantastic. yeah so that that's what happened then i then i let go of my i i was then um not fired but i was let go of my full-time job in 2018 then i had like my whole day i was just working on the language schools on the weekends and a few private plans even but i had my whole day off so that's when i started networking i started going online finding and that's when i met my first mentor in 2018 in september and he taught me how to he was my coach my first coach he taught me back then i look back he was actually how to create an offer how to create an offer so i came up with a whole new course it was an offline course uh it was called business english with yours truly so it was aimed at business professionals nice and i think in the first week again 100 students in the first week uh again just using facebook so he taught me that had to create an offer, then market it correctly and package it. And I was then I was, you know, teaching twenty students five days a week, hundred students, a lot of money, part time. Yeah. Wow. You no, know, this, this is six till eight in the evening. I was so for just working two hours, I was making more money than on my full time job. And this is what Jim Rohn talks about. I'm working part time uh, uh, on my on my business, but I'm making just as much working full as if I was working full time on my job. So part time hours, full time income. So That's I did that for a while. Um, and I did that for what since 2018, 19, and then I think only recently, 2020 March, we got hit. We got hit hard with the virus. Not that we got the virus, but there was only six deaths reported. But we went into lockdown. Yeah. And so all, all the school, all our schools were shut across the country. So our branches, my preschool, everything just shut down. But I forgot to mention my wife's restaurant is uh, still open, and we take we now deliver food. So oh, we've, we've evolved it into a restaurant, into a food delivery service. So now we have, it's, it's gone this, like the score's gone down, but the restaurant's gone up. So we're, we're surviving on the restaurant alone. And remember, I'm a, I'm a foreigner here. We don't get handouts. We don't get, there is no, there is no backup plan here. You, yeah. you've got to, you've got to make it work. So. That's incredible. And I think, you know, you probably just answered my first question now. That's yeah. a great backstory. But I was going to say, you know, do you class yourself as an entrepreneur? Because, you know, for me, the likes of Uber, Airbnb, yeah. Facebook and all that, they're the trailblazers. But mm. from, from everything that you've done, giving everything up and going out there, I was going to say, yeah. do you class yourself as an entrepreneur? I think definitely. 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 Yeah. An entrepreneur. I think incredible. I became... Uh, I think I learned the word entrepreneur in my first business in business at college. I remember hearing you know, entrepreneurs like to enter into 
an opportunity or business and i realized oh that's that's what that's what i want to be and i remember saying to myself and people laugh now i want to be the managing director of my own company one day and yeah. uh, people go yeah whatever mel you know you work you know you work in a, in, in a weatherspoon bar at the time or i was working in a pub or then i got a job and it's like laugh now but i will one day and it has well, happened yeah. it's, ha it's happened already so exactly. i passed was an entrepreneur i think i had to learn sales 10 years ago wanted to be an entrepreneur yeah. and i think being over here i think you then need to learn the marketing skills online if, especially when the covid hit i think that's when my online marketing skills accelerated because i had to yeah. do online stuff more which i have been doing so definitely an entrepreneur yeah i agree completely yeah. agree because you know there's a lot of people out there that just get into affiliate marketing or online marketing and they class themselves an as an entrepreneur but they're not creating anything themselves they're not no. differentiating you know my up and coming course yeah. and uh, program is about branding and differentiating yourself it's not just yeah. about being different you know all of these yeah. posts that we see everybody's okay so um i'm quite laid back if i'm honest i'm quite i'm quite laid back a bit lazy sometimes and um i, I don't like paperwork and when i was in the bank I would talk to people all day, but at the end of the appointment, all this paper, I didn't like it. So, and like, I was never cut out to be an administrator. So I would say, naturally I'm not rigorous, but being a teacher, you're forced to plan every yeah. every uh, term. You've got to do the plan. This is the biggest struggles I had as a teacher. Before the year starts, you've, you've got to do planning for a whole year. I thought, oh, this is tedious. But the thing is, you do it once, you do it twice, and then there's a team of you doing it. So you've got to, so you need to know what you're doing every day. So yes, I am vigorous now, but uh, that, that didn't come naturally. That was forced upon us. I had to do it. It was my job at the time. But now that I'm, you know, running these schools, you've got to have a lesson plan. Yeah. You've got to know what because the students want to know what they're doing each week, and then you've got to set homework. You've got to be absolutely organised. So I think that's just, you know, one of the things I've had to do. But I don't, I don't really enjoy it. If I'm honest, but it, it does yeah. pay off. Um, in terms of. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of goal setting, yeah, I just have some fancy pictures on my dream board, nice cars, nice homes, some targets that I want to hit, which I've smashed. Nice. I've got to edit those. I mean, people used to say, um, and I said to myself, wouldn't it be nice if I, if I worked just part-time making the same money? That was my first goal. I hit that. I hit that yeah. in 2012, uh, eight, so early 2000, no, late 2018. Early 2019, I said, right, I'm making a full-time income, Amazing. working part-time. I thought, okay, now, now remember, I'm in, I'm in Burma, and one dollar goes quite a long way. Yeah. So when you make a thousand or two thousand dollars, you're quite well off. Yeah. You know, you can, that's you can eat, you can eat out really well for, for a couple of dollars, but yeah. So yeah, that's um. So am I? Rig I would say I am now because it's, it's part of my job as a yeah. teacher. As, uh, but naturally, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. If I wasn't a teacher, I that's refreshing yeah. because you know yeah. uh, we also hear a lot about goal setting and being you know meticulous with plans and things like that. But yeah. you can approach it flexibly. You're still yeah. going in the same direction. It, you might not hit it in six months. It might be eight months or nine months. That's fine as as long as you're not yeah. reliant on that income. Then that's absolutely fine. But I love that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. um, 
rather than it just being boring business questions, I want to throw in some fun questions as well. Yeah, and, that's uh, fine. So yeah. Here's one that you, you may need to ask your wife about. But um, yeah. would you say that you're a great husband and a father? Or, um, you know, we need to others to, to give us that opinion, obviously. And um, what would your wife say is the most annoying trait about you or the most frustrating thing about you? <laughs> okay, I think um, I've been married for 10 years now. And um, I do get on my wife's nerves. And I think the annoying <laughs> thing is... Um, I have a habit of, um, like, especially like last year, um, it was my 40th birthday, and I had a habit of of just having a big splurge because I was making good money. She'll go, "Why did you just blow a thousand bucks on a boat party? Why yeah. did you just blow?" My, you know, I, I, you know, she's a saver. I'm a spender, yeah. and that, that's that's the annoying thing for her. I'm a big spender, or when I do yeah. things, I go all out. Yeah. So if you were to come to Myanmar, we'll go to a five star restaurant. We'll go to a a nice hotel we'll have a good meal we'll have a good drink we'll go to a boat party we'll do all the the fun stuff and she's like what are you doing why are you blowing like my best friend from london came out and i treated him spent spent a good you know a good chunk of money and she's like that was an expensive like week i was like well it's a once in a blue moon i don't hardly see him so so yeah that's, that's one annoying thing i'm a big spender when I, when I celebrate or go out um so she's a saver i'm a spender um that's it but in so That's far as, um, yeah. so as a husband and a, a father to your children, you know, family's really important, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I, I I make mistakes. We all do as a parent, don't we? But I like yeah. to think I'm doing the best for my children. And so, yeah, I would yeah. imagine that you're the same with that as well. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I mean, I do have a drink, but I'm not, I don't do drugs, you know. So I think in that respect, um, I don't have a lot of friends here. You know, a lot of my people are, our family or their associates or students. So I'm at home quite a lot, especially with the pandemic. Uh, as a teacher, um, you know, we finish at four o'clock. So I'm home for my son. I always pick him up from school when the school bus nice. arrived. I'm home most nights. I'm in here. He just says, hello. He just says, hello. Yeah. Hello. I'm always home. Um, but yeah, I thought I'm a good husband. I think especially when my wife was pregnant and she was going into labor, you know, 13, 14 hours, you know, I was there holding her hand, giving her the gas, giving her yeah. the back rub. So I think, yeah, I've done, I've done my bit. And like I said, 10 years speaks for itself. 10 years of marriage. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Um, You know, and it's still going. Like, like anything, it's, it's ongoing. It, you don't just stop. You know, it's, not, it's a daily thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you do your bit. And, uh, totally agree. Um, okay, so the next question is, is there anybody that you aspire to or, you know, you want to emulate online? You've mentioned a couple of really good names in there. Robert yeah, these guys. And Jim Rohn are absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I've got the books as well. And uh, I listen yeah. to Jim Rohn's programs. And uh, um, yeah. so the, there are big names like the Tony Robbins, but are there any smaller names as well that you think, yeah, they're the, the latest hot new things. And I'm going to watch them with anticipation and, you know, emulate what they're doing. Do you do that? Or do you just do your own thing? Well, um, I've got some mentors uh, already that I kind of look up to. Um, I mean, the big names I mentioned. I also got Alan Sugar here. Nice. Um, he's from, you know, he's got that, that Essex, that, that Cockney accent. I mean, I'm from Essex, so I can relate. But yeah, he's like the, you know, the no BS approach straight up. So he, he's like, he's like, he makes me laugh. And um, obviously, Robert, Robert Kizaki is my hero. Michael Jordan was my hero when I was a teenager. Nice. Obviously, um, I used to play basketball. But right now, I've got mentors. My mentors are, are affiliate marketers, um, and I've got a handful of them. Too many to mention, but I've yeah. got. I, I look up to those guys. 
you know, right. I want to I want to do YouTube videos like them. I want to do uh, a program like them. Do my own course one day like them. You know, become yeah. an affiliate owner of a course and have affiliates. You know, have yeah. six figure there. Yeah, make a million with with a funnel. You know, you know, Russell Brunson's another guy that you yeah. know he has a so many big names out there. But yeah. um, yeah, those mentors I look up to them because I I, I want to learn off them. I want to hit. And they yeah. walk, walk, haven't they? You know, the, you're yeah. following in the footsteps. You're not going to follow someone that hasn't actually done it themselves. So you yeah, know, they've already walked it. So follow what their lead was, and you don't make the same mistakes, do you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I'm a teacher now, so I know for anyone to learn and implement, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take action. You gotta take action, and that's a cheesy word, but then you got to like implement what you've learned. You don't just go like, like if I was teaching the alphabet, I didn't just go A B C D F G. Right off you go. Yeah, they've got to sing it. They've got to sing it, dance it, you know, yeah. you know, actively, actively learn it. And you don't do it once; you do it every day. Yeah, every yeah, day. Repetition. And you make it fun. Yeah, repetition. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so the next question is then another personal one. Um, I, I had a really great childhood. We didn't have much money, but it was fantastic. And I uh, mm. there's there's bits that I just think, oh, that was a bit crappy. How was? And, and other bits that I just remember really fondly. I've got neither of my parents left now, unfortunately, okay. but I've got really fond memories. So how was growing up for you then? Do you, do you have really happy memories? And, and, and out of London, it must have been quite tough as well. But anything that yeah. shapes the person that you've become? Yeah, I think um, when I when I was growing up, up to the age of four, I know I lived, we lived in Stepney Green. We lived in, in, an apart, in like a block of flats. I just yeah. remember... When I was just before I turned four, my mum said, Well, we're moving out of here, council estate. I don't know how rough it was, but I just remember moving out and we moved to Essex out, and we lived in a three bedroom fort. Now, now it's a four bedroom house now, but we moved to a house and my dad was very proud. Of it. I've got our own house now, it's got a garage. And I know back then my dad said the rent was £20 a week in the apartment and then the mortgage on this property was 300 in the 80s, wow. £300 a That's month. Because I, 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 now that I understand mortgages, I realize that's a lot of money. So what I, I realized is my dad had to do a lot of lot of overtime. He was a uh, an engineer at the London Underground. He worked on the London Underground. Oh, he, he was doing early starts, like long hours. And he said to yeah. me, he's got to do overtime. And back then, there was double time. So he had to do lots of overtime just to pay the bills. And he said to me, uh, I'm doing this because you've got to pay the bills. And I, I didn't realize, but I appreciate it now. So he used to work long hours, like early mornings, come home late. And yeah. my mum was my mum was back then was a nurse at the London yeah. hospital, so she would do night shifts and long, you know. And then I think when I was a uh, when I was just I think I was about ten years old, primary school. My mum then became an uh, went from being a nurse to being a secretary right. or a PA now. She can talk really fast, so she remember getting a job. I remember landing the job. Then she was now doing nine to five, so now she's like right. not doing night shifts anymore. So I just remember my mum would drop us off at school. We're quite privileged, at, you know, dropped off. And then before after school, we'd get picked up by a nanny, and the nanny would take us home until my mum came home after five. So I think I was quite privileged. Yeah. But there were times where, where, like, I had a twin, so everything was shared. I didn't get the Nike trainers every year or every month or whatever. But I knew we had, we had, we had you know, we had a roof overhead. Yeah. And, like, we would go away on a family holiday every every year or so. But... So we'll, we'll, I think I was quite privileged, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. But I know my parents worked bloody hard for it. They worked really hard. 
Well, this is the point, yeah. isn't it? I, yeah. like you, I work hard. I'm trying to show my kids a good work ethic so that they've got yeah. that work ethic. But it's also about working smart as well. You know, you you yeah. created a model that really works there for you, and so yeah. you're working smart even though you're working hard as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly. And what then, okay. Yeah. And then this is this is the turning point. My dad developed arthritis on his knees from working so hard, so he took medical leave or worked part time. Then he was like medically retired. At a young age so he had to stay at home and uh, he then got on the phone and he started making money from home and what he did was he used to do philippine airlines as an agent from home so he was on the phone a lot getting bookings now he was also tapped into the community because he was a leader in the community for the filipinos because we're filipinos mm -hmm. and because he was like the chairman of a of a union he would be the trusted leader people he'll be the go-to person so he'll, he'll throw parties and say guys you know if you want a trip to the Philippines, you know, book, book it through me. I'll give you the best deal. And then that's when I realized you used to make money on the phone. And that's when I picked up. And so I remember doing like a 12 or 13 hour shift at the Weatherspoon pub. I was getting paid four pounds an hour. Yeah. I made 50, I had a 50 pound. Now I was like, yes, dad, I made 50. He went, Melvin, you don't want to do that for the rest of your life. I went, I know I don't. But he said, you want to, you want to learn how to talk on the phone. He said, learn to talk on the phone. And uh, I've just, he said, I've just made, you know, 400 pounds. From, uh, commissions from a single phone call. And I was like, what did you do? Because well, it was a booking, as a family booking, you know, and then we, you get paid commission on all the bookings. And they did like a whole round trip to the Philippines. And I wow. thought, wow. So he told me, he said, what's better, one phone call or 13 hours? And that's when I learned back then as a teenager, time for money or, or, or value for money at a young age. That, that shaped me to be like the entrepreneur I was. And then my dad would also, when he wasn't doing shifts, he was doing you know, the odd, the odd uh, wheeling and dealing, shall we say. Do you remember shell suits back in the days? Yeah. He used to sell those. He used to yeah. sell those to friends and family. Um, <laughs> yeah, just so many other stuff. He used, he used to do lots of, like, wheeling. And then I was, like, T-shirts, London T-shirts, for those that were going abroad to, to give as gifts to yeah. friends and family in the Philippines or if they go to, like, so so he'll, he'll, get, he'll get bundles of those. So he, he had a mate that had a souvenir shop, again, in the London Underground, and he'll just buy you know a load of stock and then set resell it at a profit so and he's on the phone doing you know airline sales yeah. then he got into yeah, he did so much odd stuff from home and he made you know he, he you know kept the mortgage paid and all that and he just said to me look this is what you need to do get good on the phone get good at speaking to people and that was drilled into me so he said whenever you answer the phone please because please talk politely because they, they they are my customers he said so I, I don't have to when the home i wouldn't say hello i'd say hello um how can i help you it's like eloquently speaking on the phone at a young age so hello how can I be? and they'll say hi can i speak to your dad please i went okay dad my you know, it's for you who's who's calling i was i was always told to make sure you get a name so hello yeah. all right hello dad it's john smith on the phone yeah hello john and then he'll like okay and then he'll just do the whole building rapport i would see it in action build a rapport and it's all right then i'll send you the ticket that's this much da, 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 and then done and back then there wasn't um facebook or it was all manual like yeah. he'll fax across the details he'll go to the agency pick up the tickets and deliver tickets there was there wasn't electronic tickets back then back in the 90s there wasn't any of that so yeah yeah, yeah. so growing crazy. up I, I think yeah I was, yeah i've got some good life lessons from my dad and uh, yeah. i know they worked hard work ethic then yeah. he worked smart because of yeah. the situation yeah, yeah and then um yeah that's amazing um okay yeah. so the next question is um 
relating to the skills that you learned from your teaching, actually. I know that's yeah. great life skills from your dad, but have you brought any teaching skills into your online entrepreneurship as well? Yeah, I think, it, again, in teaching, you've got, you got, uh, you got to plan, so you've got to be really organised. Um, but also, I think when it comes to, like, I think listening, I think listening skills, I think as a teacher, you can talk a long time, but when you test students, like the oral, oral exams, you've got to be really good at listening and you, you're trying to find the gaps, the weaknesses. And then that's the same as entrepreneurship. You've got to find, okay, where are they now? Where do they want to go? And then you've got to, fill it, you've got to bridge that gap. And that's the right. skill that, because it's like everyone says, I want to be good at English. That's the goal. I want to be good at English. Or I want to learn my, I want to speak like you. I want to speak fluently. So where are you now? Okay, you're a level one. You want to get to level seven. You've got, to follow, you've got to follow the step by step and then you've got to practice daily so i think all that comes together in entrepreneurship it's the same kind of kind of theory it's you know bringing that together yeah. you're just yeah, applying I mean. the same listening skills the planning skills yeah. and then also closing you know to sell an english class you, you've got to be naturally you've got to be salesy and you've got to hire salesy people so i think when you when you tell them okay this is the benefits and the features of doing a course when you register that's, that's another skill assumptive language when you register you'll yeah. find that da, 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 da. Yeah. and then you can you will you will achieve like you assume they're going to sign up and you close them so i think in the teaching world when you enroll them you're 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 selling you're selling the course i'm selling myself then you just convert that to to prospects on, on email or through through messenger or for whatever platform you talk to them on you're closing them using the assumptive language and then you know you're getting them on the path on, on where they want to go so it's it's transferable but yeah by sure i love that um, you yeah. know i'm just yeah. listening to um jordan belfort the wolf of oh, yeah. in there he yeah. talks about exactly this you steer the conversation to make it um very assumptive that they've already bought you know you've given them the benefits of the reason yeah. why they need to and then the assumption is right okay sign up when you sign up here um this is yeah. what will happen and that's, yes. i love that so much very right, clever. So the next question then is another fun one then so if you could be a fly on the wall in the room who would be in the room with you if you were the fly oh god that's a good one there's so <laughs> many um it's mm, a good one i mean i i really I I, when i read that question i i would be a final wall in Robert Kiyosaki's home, watching him, watching him on the phone doing his deals, just watching him do stuff, or you know, listening to how he talks and how what his demos are. Um, but also, I'll, I'll be a final wall to any one of my mentors. I'll just, you know, you know what is it they do? What's their daily routine? And find out what they're doing every morning. Do they meditate? Do they listen to music? You know, what book are they reading? So I think, yeah, I'll be a final wall to any one of my mentors. Nice. Even Russell Brunson. Russell Brunson. Yeah. I love to be. a Someone like him as well in ClickFunnels. Or, the output, you know, yeah. you just see the output yeah. and the things that they do. I know yeah. that they've got 100, well, he's probably 160, 180 million company now, isn't he, Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels. Yeah. You just see the amount of content across all of the social media streams, in the emails, and, you know, the thing, yeah. the, um, uh, the, the 107 split tests um, funnels, he gave that away for like $7. And I'm just thinking, yeah. there is no way that we can create that and make it work for $7, but because he's built the funnel behind it. And like you say, yeah. I'd love to be a, a fly on the wall with all of these type of people. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next question is, um, has uh, you mentioned it already, but covid um, has affected your schooling business? Has it affected your online businesses? And you, your wife's restaurants obviously doing well, but uh, okay. it, it, 
what's the um what's the deal with your online businesses has it affected that okay so in terms of online um it's actually it's actually helped it accelerate a bit more i mean i've had my best months i think april may were my best months ever that's incredible and i think i think i think june uh june i think i think july because i'm used to my annual holiday so i think july i just took a break right well you know I, I've, I've i've made good money i've had thousand dollar days and i thought whoa you know I don't, it's not it gets to a point where it's not about the money anymore it's about okay i'm doing this for time freedom as well yeah let's take a time out we've got money let's go to the resort and just chill yeah so i think it has affected my language schools that are offline because they're now shut again they reopened for a few weeks but the restaurant picked up on sales because of deliveries. Uh, online inquiries went up, and because I started doing lives, that picked up momentum. I got a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge new clients. I broke, like I said, I broke records. I mean, like, nice. You know. So yeah, my online. Yeah. You have to look at adversity with opportunity, yeah. don't you? And that's exactly what yeah. we can do with the online space: is look at it as an opportunity yeah. and just pivot into something um, different yes. or or refocus. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So next question, you might not want to answer this one, or you might not want to name any okay. names. But have you ever had a big falling out in public? Because there are some real idiots online. There's some people that are just, you know, faking screenshots and all different kinds of things. And um, has that happened to you, or um, you know, um, any, or just something silly? It could be something silly that you just think, oh, I shouldn't have really got into that conversation. Has that happened to you? Yeah, of course, of course. I've, I've, I've had people friend me call me bro hey what's up bro yeah and then they pitch me and it's like oh and then that, and then I, I actually bought one of their products is absolute crap and i said that was crap just, <laughs> just i just and then i think i don't know try this one and i said to him i think you've got a shiny object syndrome why, why are you not focusing on the main high ticket that we're doing together he went no 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 i'm doing this now so i think we had a bit of a fallout you yeah. know we, we chatted off chummy chummy and friend so i ended up just stepping back and then he, every time we spoke, you when I made a commission, because you know you do a results post as you do, yeah. like you just made he would then say, Oh, you made a thousand dollars. Okay, well, why don't you buy this? I was like, why don't you I, I just said to him, why don't you just say congratulations? Why are you not trying to pitch me? And then you're calling me bro. No, you're not my brother. You don't understand. Yeah. And this yeah. this guy's a young lad, he's he's yeah. made good money. Uh, but I said, you I think you've got shiny object syndrome, but you're trying to pitch me again. This is not no. So I, I had a fallout with him. Yeah. Um I've had people um aggressively pitch me and i just had to block them yeah um i've had haters i've had a few haters right um people that are really stalky i just had to block them so yeah <laughs> i get random people it's, it's you know it's part of the parcel of online yeah you get a lot of people liking but they're always a random person that just wants attention i call them time energy vampires <laughs> they want to just talk and it's like it's like you're wasting my time it's like you know what is you doing? you want to talk about random stuff and isn't so it just happens, though, how behaviors change online when you just yeah you wouldn't talk to me like this in a bar so why are you yeah. doing it online just to, we call them keyboard warriors yeah. don't we they sit behind yeah. the keyboard and just yeah just tap a load of yeah wow. and this so yeah i've had i've had a few i've blocked a lot of people i've got a long block list yeah um the other big thing i've had i did have a uh, a local language school that i did freelance for and he got very upset when i when, I, when he discovered i had my own school and he accused me of now stealing all his students. There's a bit of a fallout local. And yeah. that got a bit ugly. He, he started to get threatened and said, why are you stealing all my students, wasting all my material? I said, no, this is from the bookshop. 
you just happen to have the same book. I'm not seeing material. It's publicly available. Yeah. Oh no, all your all your students are coming to your school. I went, no, uh, you have, you know, you've got 20 students in your class. Like one or two have joined me because your course is now finished. And he said, no, you've stolen all my students. I went, no, 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 get your facts right. And then basically he refused to pay me for a job that I did before I, you know, before the new year. And I just said, no, you keep the money. I don't, yeah. I don't need it. Yeah, know, whatever. Walk so just walk away. I walked away. That was that was a, an ugly situation that got a bit nasty because he was like, he was like, yeah, we can do some great things together. We're going to do this, do that. And then he realized, oh, you've got your own school. Because, well, you didn't, you know, that's, that's my business. Because you wanted me to just freelance for you to cover your session. And I did that. And now that you've discovered it, now you're being all funny. It's like I'm suddenly his competition. And he knew he knew he was in the wrong. He was doing things wrong. He wasn't planning. Yeah. He wasn't doing stuff properly. It's like the biggest thing I want to share is when you um let's say when you actively recruit students, you've got to have an interview process where you can get the right the right skill set in. So like elementary classes should be for beginners. Right. Uh, advanced level should be for advances. You don't mix them up. And this is what he yeah. did. He mixed up the classes. So I've got a beginner here, an intermediate here, and an advanced level here. They're, the beginners won't keep up. The advanced are going to get bored. Yeah. The ones in the middle are going to love it. So yes. two thirds are going to drop out. And this is what yeah, happened yeah. to him. People start dropping out. And I said to him, you're not, you're not interviewing your students. You're just selling the course, shoving them in the room. You put me in a room with them, and now you've got a mess. Yeah. I said, you've got to sort it out. And he didn't like that. All at those top and bottom no. of the, uh, the no. ladder. No, definitely. Yeah. Wow. So I said, you got, you got to stagger your classes. You got to put them in different. And he says, no, no, no. I, I can't afford to do that because I said, well, that's your business. And then when he realised, when he looked me up, as he do, he goes, oh, you got your own school. I went, yep, I run my own school, and your school shit basically. And he yeah. just said, right, get out basically, Let's come back. <laughs> that was that was the basic conversation. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. I said, I don't care. I've given you my point, uh, opinion. Go go hire another teacher. You know, I'm not working for you anymore. And this is and business, away. isn't yeah. it? And, and that's business. the difficulty is that there's comp where there's competition like that, mm -hmm. traditional businesses and competition, it's not the best. At least online, I don't see anybody as competition because the pond no. is so large. Yes. That, you know, we can all fish in this together, and uh, I, I, yeah. I don't. Um, I'm not negative to anybody, and even no. you know, even the ones that are, are pretty idiotic, like we've said yeah. in the messengers and things like that. I go back yeah. as nicely as I can, and if they're still not getting it, then I just block. It's like you say, yeah. vampire. Okay. That's just wasting yeah. my time and energy. No point whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, so the next question then is: um, no. You live in an absolutely amazing place. So there must yeah. be so many places around there that you have visited already. Are there yeah. are there any countries or places that you haven't visited yet that you want to? Yeah. That, that, well, funny enough, I've not been to the Caribbean yet. That's on no, my really wish list. The, the Maldives, the Caribbean. I want to go there. Live in a hut above the sea. Nice. You know, have those fancy slides that go into the. You know, I want to do that. That's my. Yeah. That's my next. Now the funny thing is, I actually did win a holiday in one of a sales competition I did with someone, wow. but we're not allowed to travel, so yeah. that'll be on my list of things to do. Is it deferred? You know? though? you haven't lost it. I haven't lost it. I'm just going to use it later on. So I'll be going to the Maldives hopefully very soon, and then oh. Bali is another place as well. Yeah. Bali is quite close, but I want to go to Bali. I've got um, my creative. When I'm doing, I'm going. I'm doing a commercial for my new website, and the creative genius behind it. Is now in Bali. He's from London as well, but wow. he moved out to Bali. He's got his own studio, does his own creative directing thing, and he does a lot of commercials for for 
big names, but yeah. I hired him. I hired him um, to, to help me shoot a video. That's coming out soon as well, by the way. Nice. And that'll be that'll be like my uh, my sales video for my up and coming uh, website. So Bali, Maldives, yeah. World's a big place. Huh? There's so many places yeah. that we want to visit, and I've still got loads yeah. that I want to do too. All right, yeah. then. So the final question: We are there. Um, this social experiment is called "Back to Your Future." Um, yeah. Do you know what the next one year, two, two years, five years look like? Are you are you not planning it out that that methodically, or do you know what you want to do? How does the next five years look to you? Um. I have a rough idea, but it does evolve. It does evolve. I mean, like I said, 10 years ago, or over 10 years, I was in a network marketing. And I said, well, I want to make five grand a month. I want to make 10 grand a month. Yeah. Therefore, I want to be a millionaire and all that. So that never happened overnight. Um, but I can say it's taken me 10 years to get to a point where I'm a CEO of my company or managing director. Uh, I'm used to making six figures, that kind yeah. of lifestyle. I, you know, I, I mortgage-free, apartment, you know, properties pay for. Nice. But I would say in five years' time, I reckon I, I want to be in a position in the next five years to have my own affiliate product. Nice. And, um, yeah, maybe you know, travel the world a bit more and maybe do some public speaking. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Just to nice. inspire people. Like, and just, just you know, give talks. I mean, I've done public speaking before. I kind of still do it on the weekend with when I teach because I do three-hour lectures sometimes for most Sundays where I'm talking for three hours from nine to 12 to a group of students on how to improve their English. And it's like they're they're young professionals. They've just graduated and they're trying to get the English to a level where they're now employable. So I've got to lecture a lot on that and get them to practicing. So I think in the future five years, I'd like to be in the public speaking arena or going around doing live shows or even like a TED talk. Yeah, definitely. That's on my list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, for this year, I think, but definitely within the next two or three years, uh, I want to be living in in um, probably move away from the city and go further out into the country, or, and maybe along near the beach, get a beach yeah, home, right. or or like a house with a swimming pool. So that that's on my next list of things to do. Oh, fantastic! I love uh, those goals, and they're not just yeah. financial ones either. There's, yeah. there's goals where you want your own programs and things, so it's branching yeah. out on your businesses. I love it. Yeah so that's it mel that's the end of yeah. the interview i i really appreciate you taking the time yeah. out here from your family as well and uh, yeah i love what you're doing and you're absolutely crushing it and so yeah. really appreciate this thank you the final question then is where can people reach you so that um, my audience can connect with you directly as well if they're not already okay so you can find me on facebook um facebook.com i think forward slash melvin m-e-l-v-i-n one uk Melvin One UK. I'm happy to drop a link here, but all yep. my links are in my bio. Nice. Um, um, I do have um, a YouTube channel that's just opened. That will grow very slowly and quickly, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, I want to add more content there. But yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Melvin One UK, cool. and just reach yeah. out. I'm always, I'm always on there. But yeah, I'll put a link as well at the end and, uh, and yeah. put your name underneath the video. But so amazing thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the final bit of your day i know it's later on there so yeah have a great time and i'll catch up really soon all right thank you for having me thanks Thanks take care cheers bye 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 bye